Welcome to the Maximus Podcast with your hosts, Joe Sabula and Bobby Maximus. And today we are sponsored by ourselves. If you are interested in great training programs, uh, your daily dose of workouts, and constant one-on-one interaction with both uh, myself and Joe Sabula, head over to the MaximusPodcast.com and sign up for something that we call the Inner Circle. Uh, there are also tons of other members from all over the world that you can interact with. So if you like this podcast, if you enjoy the content, support us and support yourself by heading on over there. For today's podcast, we are interviewing Ashley Borden. Ashley Borden is one of the leaders in the fitness education field. Yeah. Uh, she's one of the most respected trainers, uh, I, I think, on the planet. Um, she's an incredible individual and has really dedicated her life to helping and transforming others. Uh, and in terms of, uh, uh, you know, being a transformation coach, she's one of the very best. So uh, get your notepads ready if that's still a thing. <laughs> Open your ears. Uh and get ready for a great ride with uh, Ashley Borden and some really good stuff coming up. Like you, right. you, yes. you, you don't go to college, you don't go to university, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, work yeah. in the mill, you work yeah. for the train, you work for the mine, and it's then an you get married. Yes. And when you're 30, you look old, yes. you're out of shape, you have gray hair. You yeah. So my idea of what a 40-year-old is not what a 40-year-old looks like in L.A., New York, Sydney, yeah. like a, a cosmopolitan city. So I still go back to this thing of like, holy shit, I'm 40. I'm old. But now with all these models around, I'm like, you know, and not models in terms of like Victoria's Secret models, yeah. but like good models of behavior of yeah. what a 40-year-old can be. It's, it's, yeah, but also now what happens is you turn. We should probably put this on the podcast. It, it actually is. Oh, well, look at that. <laughs> I'm like, erase all of that, please. No, but the, the cool thing, though, about what you're saying is that when you enter your 40s, you get to be like, fuck you, I'm in my 40s. So you can take your shirt off. You can, I mean, when I was in my 20s starting in this business, I was like, I will not do anything in a half shirt. I need to be taken seriously. I will not be doing ass shots and like, you know, stuff like this. And then the minute I turned and went into my 40s, I was like, I can't keep my clothes on. Because it's like you become aspirational and inspirational when you get into your 40s versus when you're in your 20s and your 30s. So when you are in your 40s and you look great or you're strong or you're doing overhead squats and you're flip-flops, um, <laughs> you're a badass. You know what I mean? My and it's different. even a thing? It's like so weird to me. That's become a thing. <laughs> I know. It's His like thing. Thing. Yeah. This is what he's known for. I'm trying to get sponsorships from champion. They <laughs> yeah. champion if you listen. But I'm just yeah. like, yeah, this is like we go to the gym. This is what we do. Like, like, why is this weird? And, and all of a sudden. Honestly, it started. I forgot my shoes. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I got to train. I'm not going to whatever. Now, why were you doing it in your flip flops just to be funny? Or yeah. you, now it's funny. But, but yeah. you would do it when you're bare feet. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But at a, at a point, it was like literally I forgot my flip flops. I didn't want to take them off. I'm like, you know what? This isn't worth And I did it and it filmed it and I put it up and people like kind of went crazy. Yeah. And I'm, like, I'm just going to wear flip flops now. That should just be all your workouts are just in flip flops. For everything. Like, like running outside, yeah. you're sprinting. Here we go. You're in flip flops. <laughs> Yeah. But but it's funny because it also comes from a mentality of my training mentality is very wrestlers are fairly dirty people. You yeah. see, are like fairly you're grimy. Yes. yes. And it's like I remember working out in a field with a barbell with weights and like we didn't have a weight rack yeah. and we didn't yeah. have any fancy mm-hmm. shit and you just do the job. Whereas now it's like I need my shoes and my gloves right. and my yes, air conditioning. Yes, and yes, I yes. don't have my equipment and it's you know what's so funny. I don't. I mean, maybe just because of like where I train. And how I train, I only have an hour. So I don't even have the luxury of like, do I have this? Do I have music? Do I have my ear pods on? Like, I literally train, my coach and I have been training together for, he's also my co-developer of the AV Fit app stuff, Brian Redfern, and he's been my coach for like nine years. But we will, I trained for five years in silence with nobody else around me, with him, and I was like, this is like painful. But then it was like, well, I got to get it over with. And I can't always, I like to, I like to train with a lot of people around me and I like to train with a lot of energy around me. And I work better with that. My, my initial mentor, Carl, used to always be like, you should be able to train in an alley with nothing. Yep. And that's how you should be able to train. And I, so I was trained where I can train you with nothing. I shouldn't. I don't need to have. To, I don't have to have any equipment. I don't have to have a minivan. I don't have to have shit. But for myself, I like to. You know, I prefer to train around people. And and we'll get into this. I want you to do an introduction, but before we, this will be a good segue into yeah. it, so people yeah. know kind of who you are and what you're about. Don't mind me. I'm just going to change while but, we're sitting here. Yeah, yeah. no problem. Um, 
It's why I like the show Revenge Body. Yeah. And the other one I like is is who's the couple? There's a guy and a girl. Um, that does what? They do transformations. They last oh, a oh, year. Oh, um, um, Heidi and Heidi Chris. and Chris Powell. Yes, I like that great. because it deals with people in the real world. One of the things I don't like about The Biggest Loser is I like the message it gives, but the execution is you're in a gym, you have a trainer, you don't have access to bad well, food, and you're locked down. You locked it down. Yeah, like you almost can't screw up because you have to right. do it. And, and that's that's why the issue was having that people were. When they would leave that, they would gain weight. They all gain their weight back. But I want to give people the tools to say, you know, I booked this hotel. I thought they had a gym. Turns out it's under renovation. Right. What do I do to stay fit? And I can figure it out and I can do it. Versus, oops, I, I don't have my Bowflex. I can't train. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, like I, I know, my Bowflex. My Bowflex. <laughs> You've never, like, these arms, they were grown by the Bowflex. This is a Bowflex like, body. Yeah, I have a Bowflex body. I am not mad at a Bowflex. Just in the basement, banging out rocks I'm not the mad, mad at a Bowflex. But you know what I tell people a lot of times with Revenge Body is that I would say... 90% of you getting a change with these people, it's psychological. Oh, yeah. Like, I am, I have it down. And also, as somebody who's a recovering, recovered and recovering person myself of 26 years, it's like, you know, I explain to people, I'm, the, the last couple, two times, two seasons, I've had such great people because I see the girls that I'm going to train and I'm like, oh, thank you. Thank you, because they're all so athletic looking. I can see that. I can see them under their fat suit. I can see their athletic body, and I can see they're super strong. Like my girl, this last season, her when we were done training, she was back squatting two twenty five. Wow! And she was, and like we were talking about before we started the podcast about how healing. Um, lifting can be yeah. for disordered eating or yep. eating disorders or effed up mentality around body image and that's my thing with the especially with the women on the show is I'm like it's about your freaking strength it's about the program that you're following and I'm your coach I'm not your friend I am your I am friendly and I'm there for you the entire time but do not get it twisted we're not BFF we are doing something together um, you know, so it's very clear from the beginning. I have a, a system that they follow, and that's what so, they follow. So tell me this. Um, we're going to talk about Revenge Body, but introduce yourself and tell us, like, who you are, what you've done. Like, assume people know nothing about they know, who you are. They don't. Nobody. Right. And by the way, <laughs> don't enough. worry. You're not assuming. They don't. Um, I, uh, my name is Ashley Borden and I am a fitness and lifestyle consultant, but also a uh, trainer and I have been a personal trainer for about 40,000 hours. Um, I have done 40,000 hours of training human beings. I computed my time once when I was reading the, what was the book? You read, I was just going to say, yeah. if you read yep, Outliers and now you're like, a, yep. you're like a, you need to drop, you're like, I'm a four-time master. Yes. yes. I have, I have I am mastered a, wait, what is it? I'm a, no, a four-time guru. <laughs> guru. Why okay. is that, what is it? 10,000 hours, you're a guru. 10,000 hours, I'm you are a, like I'm, the person. I'm a four-time guru. Um, but really, because like the, the Understanding your hours and doing that made a huge difference also for me psychologically because I don't like to say how many how many years I've been doing this. Just probably because of my own judgment. When I hear somebody say like... Do you feel that like you're giving away your age when you no, do that? No, I'm proud. I am 48. I will fuck you all up. Okay? So I'm <laughs> I like it. All right, age. It's more, it's more my own judgment of when I hear... Some, so when somebody says, I've been a trainer for 26 years, I'm like, you're a fucking dinosaur. Right? Myself. Got but you. then I'm like... Because there's a difference between... So, okay, this is why. So, I have colleagues in this business, like, for instance, like you. You are progressive. You're on it. You're now. You're today. But I also have colleagues in this business that are still from 25 years ago and have yeah, not have yeah. not changed. Yeah. They are still touting the same clients they, tra- they trained 25 years ago. Mm-hmm. Nothing has changed. And I'm like, you are a dinosaur. Where it's like, you haven't moved with the times. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there is a demographic of that too, which some people don't understand. But I, I really find, especially now with social media, when you say that you have worked with somebody, you've worked for 40,000 hours in the business, it elevates you in a different way than people who I have 40,000 likes or I have 40,000 followers. Because I always tell everyone, you, you need to listen to people who have worked with so many different types of people. Types of people, ages of people, different issues with people. That's what makes you a good trainer. That's what makes you uh, the ability to actually program for the general public and not just yourself. So just so you're aware, yeah, the 40,000 hour thing, 
I like it. I'm stealing it. I'm going to give you credit please, please for it for two weeks. <laughs> and then I made it up I myself. Two weeks? Yep. And then your story <laughs> is fine. I'm just like, I got this thing. At I least we have, thinking, you know, we have this on camera. We have this on camera. I'm good. Um, Okay, so by you, the way, I'm glad this is on camera post jujitsu, and and I didn't even have time to be cute. But it's okay. all right. So we've got we've got. You know what's actually funny about that though? When you talk about like your own feelings towards stuff, when we talk about because I think the same thing. I'm thinking, you know, the shirt doesn't match. This, this is nobody cares. Yeah, like no it's one. it's actually funny. You care so Literally, much. Nobody. No, cares. they don't notice. And there's this whole thing about. Or they care for one second, yeah. and it's on to the next thing. I'm no one cares. About, I'm worried about what you're thinking, and you're thinking. And you guys are way too worried about yourselves and what I'm thinking. Nobody yeah, to no even cares. give me credit. Like it's funny when I talk to people and I tell them stuff they've done. They don't care. They don't judge I'm, me. I'm serious. Nobody cares. You know, one of the biggest things in my life about that was I didn't have the fight career that I wanted. Mm. Lost a couple of fights. Felt embarrassed about it. Thought people were judging me. My UFC career was a bust. Years later, I'm walking through the Arnold. And all kinds of people who I respect and admire are coming up to me. Thank you so much. And they're like, you fought in the UFC, man. I used to watch your fights. And I'm like, oh, cool. And then I'd walk to another person. And they're like, hey, man. you're." And these are people like... Martin Ford, Mark Henry, C.T. Fletcher. And I'm like, wait, 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 wait. I've been embarrassed about this for mm-hmm. 10 years of my life. Mm-hmm. And all they remember is I'm an OG UFC uh-huh. and how cool it is. And mm-hmm. I'm like, why have I been carrying around this bullshit? Because all, your really, all you're really thinking is like, this dude fought the thing. He's awesome. That's it. But it's my own perception thing. You think that you got better with that? It was age a necessary component of that? You're talking about in your 20s not giving a shit. Here, no, no. Here's how it goes. Your 20s? You think you know everything. Your 30s, you're like, mm, I don't know if I, I don't think I know anything. Your 40s, you're like, I don't give a fuck. You don't care anymore. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> like, it's not that I, I'll tell you, when I, I'll tell everybody this, when I did my interview for Revenge Body, and just kind of circling back to it real quick, at that point, I mean, I've been in this business for a very long time. I've been in this town for a very long time, and I've had 8,000 interviews, so I understand how it works. And I also, like I said, said to you, like, there's nothing, I don't hide anything, I'll talk about anything. But I literally, before I went to the interview, I'm like, I don't give a fuck anymore. I don't care. I'm just going to, I am not going to edit one thing. I sat down, I was like, said exactly how I felt about everything, consciously deciding I'm not editing anything this time around. And, and it worked. It worked. And, but it, it's very much my personality just in general that way. Most of the time I have to say... Don't say that out loud. Like, don't say yeah. that out loud. Don't say that out loud. Don't. That is my in, my internal mantra in my head is, don't say that out loud. Don't say that out loud either. But I really, at this point, would rather say it to you in a way that coming from the right place and not say something at all. Yeah, and as long as you own it. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of the same way where I got... Just because you want to say something doesn't mean it should be said. Right. But I'm okay with it as long as you can own what's coming out of your mouth. Yes. Like if you say something to me and I'm like, whoa, 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 that crossed up. Let's apologize. Like yeah. whatever. And we'll make up. Then I'm cool with it. Yeah. So what you've trained people a lot of hours. You have a great reputation. Thank you. Um, especially in the city and, and even you. America wide. What do you think? What, what else got you on revenge body like was there a list of do you have to send oh. in like a list of like I got this certification I trained this person or did they just no they seek contact you, you. Out yeah they they there's like like I said before there's like a I mean in Los Angeles right like the people that are asking like how can I be a trainer in LA I'm like well first and foremost you probably moved to LA um you know it's not it's not if, if the business was in Delaware we would all be in Delaware you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. it's here. So this is this is why there's a more of a, a mecca of fitness stuff out here. But it's the usual, like you were saying before, how you, you said you're visiting a bunch of different trainers out here and it's weird how we all know each other. It is kind of like that. It's like there's a group I could probably name, you know, in L.A. that are always kind of the usual suspects. But part of it, too, is that you can't just be a trainer. I mean, you have to be great on camera. You have to be able to be good with people. You need to be able to translate what you're doing on camera. You need to also be able to get results. You have to not be a freaking asshole. You have to not be difficult to work with. You also have to be able to manage your time. You need to, you know, I mean, there's, and these things are not, 
just because you're a great trainer doesn't mean that you're all these other things across the board. Yes. Let me ask you a question about that. Please. You're in LA. If it's all in Delaware, you're in Delaware. That's yes. great. All that stuff. Yes. So hypothetically, there's this guy. He he's been doing this for 25 years. He doesn't like the hour thing. Mm-hmm. Fought in the UFC. Uh, he won submission of the night. Mm-hmm. Um, he's completely hypothetical. NFL. I, wonder, I don't know who we're who this would be. About. NFL athletes, NBA athletes. He's got three university degrees: honors English, psychology, and a bachelor of education. Wow, this is a really he's, spectacular he's, he's, guy you're he's, creating. He's written for Men's Health uh-huh. uh, 50 to 75 times. Okay. He's actually was voted out of 108 billion people 77th fittest man all time to walk the earth a list that includes Jesus Thor (laughs) uh, Superman Batman things like that okay so this person Mm -hmm. do you think they can be successful in a place like Salt Lake City like do you think the social media game has changed things or do you have to be in the place wait to do what to, 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 to be on TV to affect positive change with people to no, get you to the be, masses no I mean thank God for social media you can be anywhere you know what I mean but if you're going to do t- television and you want to you know Revenge Body isn't going to hire somebody that lives in Utah because you kind of got to be here yeah they're not going to pay you to mm-hmm. be here you know and you need, unless you want to you know you need to you need to be here right for that um, I, I think they are doing revenge body in some other countries or whatever, but you know. But part of it too is that there's. I mean, getting back to this spectacular person you were talking about, like this person that you're talking, who it sounds very much like the person sitting next to. Um, you could be cast in something, right? So, like, let's say I was like, oh my god, I actually know a guy. He's friggin' awesome, and I think he'd be really good. That's the word of mouth thing. Where, where then, like, let's say the producer was like, have him come in. What I would say is, I would be like, on the DL, I would tell you, I'd be like, you should fly your ass out here and come meet with them. Do you know what I mean? And then, so it's not like I'm like, I'm gonna tell him so he'll fly out here and be desperate. I would just tell you on the DL, I'd be like, you should come out here and come meet with them. And the reason I ask you is because you're that's something I would do you're, for you. You're aged. Like me, yes. older, and we, aged. Yeah, aged. Okay, let's think of a different. Okay, let's see, I'm, you're matured. Are, no, I don't like the one either. How about we are? Let's see, we are. Um, we're vintage. Refined. 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 Yes, refined. refined. But it is a different game. Like it's funny. Yeah. I remember, and I actually tell this story. It's like 2001, and if I wanted to take a girl on a date, I had to call her house phone. I had to show up on time. I didn't yeah. have text messages. I didn't yeah. have all this stuff. There was no social media. Mm-hmm. There was no messenger. There was mm-hmm. no, it was like, this is how you dealt with life. Mm-hmm. And the whole landscape, I think, of social media, Facebook, Instagram, TV, it's really changed like how you can do business now. But like, look at, we met. I mean, that's what's cool. Like, we yep. met via social media, you know what I mean? And we and, hadn't even met. And I love it. Like, I think it's a, I think it's a great thing, um, but I still think there's that part of it that you've got to know people face-to-face, and you've yes. got to, like, you, you got to interact, and I think that's what kids today are missing. Yes. You know, like, they think 21, like, I'm just going to go on TikTok, and I'm going to be a star. Yeah. No, it doesn't. I just like that yeah. you know what TikTok is. So, no, this is what happened. My 10-year-old, mm-hmm. Dad, you're such an analog. You're such a what? Analog. Oh, this is the insult? Go, what, what the fuck is an analog? What's an analog? Dad, you're like, digital is like fast and cool. You're like an old wheelie clock. Oh, <laughs> oh analog. Okay, dude. So what you're saying is I'm like a dinosaur. No, Dad, I called you analog. So he goes, you need TikTok. I go, why would I have TikTok? He goes, Dad, it is the next social yeah. media craze. I go, better than Instagram. He goes, Dad, they're Instagram, not, yeah, they're not Instagram, Instagram is no. so, like, 2017. Except I'm going to tell you something to your 10-year-old son. I'd be like, son, I need to explain something to you. TikTok doesn't pay daddy. Yeah, I, yeah. that's TikTok what I said to him. TikTok doesn't pay daddy. But, and companies don't look at my TikTok no. followers. They look at my Instagram followers. But then you know what his response to that was? What? Coca-Cola's on TikTok. Wait, Nike's on TikTok. Wait, what? Adidas on. He goes, everyone's moving there. I go, hired. I go, oh, okay, so what do I do? Dad, yeah. I'll teach you how to start an account. We can do videos. Wait, okay, come here. Are come you guys doing it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, then then I get a phone call. Have you heard of TikTok? Oh, my like, God, this is yeah. amazing. I've, You're on TikTok. I've, I've heard of it. What? What's the deal? He tells me this story. I love TikTok. I'm all over it. Wait, I need to look. I'm not on. <laughs> Here's the deal. It is fun. Thinking through it, I've got to hedge my bets. When I was in my prime... 
MySpace was the thing. Right. Do you ever have a MySpace account? No, I didn't. But, but it yes. was like the thing. Yes. Where's MySpace now? It's gone. Right. Facebook was the thing, like the ultimate uh-huh. thing. And now it's Instagram. So it's like, it, it logic switch. would dictate something else is coming. So it's kind of like, if I can do some content for Instagram and post it on TikTok yeah. too, because I got to the Instagram party late. Mm-hmm. I wish I would have started when one of my biggest regrets I was in the UFC I, I was friends with you know Chuck Liddell George St. Pierre I knew all these people I had all this access and I just didn't care and I didn't take pictures and I didn't right. and I'm like I would kill and but back then I don't think there, I mean what year was it 2009 we weren't really 2005 do, we weren't 2006 doing that much of it. it was it yeah. was we weren't doing but it. I had a Facebook and I could have promoted oh, and yeah. I didn't and I'd be able to mine all that stuff out so now I'm thinking like I I don't want to be on the train like on the Instagram right. train when TikTok blows up and like I'm not there so it's like right. I might as well just but you have a secret weapon it's called a 10 year old I am not kidding true. you have for, you're te- he's going to take your job in about two seconds a 10 year old I mean the t- the, that age group knows <laughs> yeah <laughs> he told me I'm going to say they're, they're learning the curve of understanding yeah. the technical wow. shit is unbelievable so he, he told me years ago dad you need to get involved with the Fortnite guys. What's a Fortnite? Dad, it's this game. It's a sing. This is so stupid beans. This just sounds like Doom or this other yeah. game I put. Whatever. Sure but enough, I'm watching Fortnite. Fortnite and kids are winning like $10 million, $5 million, $2 million. I can't. playing Fortnite and it makes billions and billions a year. And I'm like. I'm going to run in the street and get hit by a car right now. I am not. <laughs> I told myself I will never not listen to this child again. Yes. He is. Can like, I? Well, it, the, yes. the conversation we had. Like, it, so we talk about Instagram all the time. Like, even if Instagram never netted you a client, never netted you a dollar, you never got anything out of it, would you still do it? I was like, yeah, it's, it's kind of fun. I, I kind of enjoy interacting with people. I have but, such, you know, I have such a I am. To, so I am a in, extroverted introvert. Mm-hmm. So I am so torn with like to me when I anything anything I post right anything that I put on I only think about eyes of a company looking at what I'm posting. Sure. This is the only thing I don't care about. Actually, it's not true. Two people I, I, I visualize looking at my stuff. Other of my peers that are that I feel are better than me looking at my stuff, and then companies. Those are the only two people I ever visualize looking at my things, right? It's strategic in that way because it's like companies. I mean, I've been told they're like, no, sorry, you don't, what's your following? No, not even, not even. You're not even in the hundreds of thousands. Where it's like, and that was a really not even about my ego, just about like, what are you looking for? Like, if it's legitimate expertise of legitimate people, but there's this whole catch-22 of the numbers, and it's like, well, you don't, what's your interaction, blah, 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 and like, you know, I mean, all my stuff, I've never purchased anything, but it's it's the same thing of like, you know, to not value your worth on the numbers, right? Mm -hmm. To me, it's not the numbers of like, am I cool that you don't like it? I'm like, oh, shit, this posted didn't do well um, I need to look at my insights understand what people are you know looking at like why wasn't this getting as much and like that's the stuff to me that's more interesting um, but then at the same time there's other part of me it's like I don't want, ever want to post anything ever again and I want to live right. in an RV in the woods right do you know yeah. what I mean yeah. like yeah. I, I vacillate between yeah. a business animal and then wanting to be in the woods you know and not be on so, but, but you are going to post on your Instagram yes. right and so what yes. does it cost to share that same content across multiple platforms I mean realistically nothing, nothing. you push you're already share creating it across the yeah. board and it just populates you and so so if if Instagram collapsed and all of a sudden TikTok takes off and you've already got a ton of posts. You guys are out. really making me nervous about TikTok. I need to download <laughs> it tonight. Okay, so Honestly, it could be something else along the way. Like have your people call my people. My people is a ten-year-old child. I, well, no, no. By the way, <laughs> I'm already going to hire him, so I hope he. This whole school thing is ridiculous for him. I'm going to hire him already. But the other thing that I heard was also um, the audience for this stuff is. Um, Okay, so what's he, the other one? No, what's the other he, covered, no, he covered the score too. Snapchat. No, no, no. I'm gonna Say cover. It. I'm gonna cover this, Dad. No, what's the one? The business one that everyone is. Oh, uh, LinkedIn. LinkedIn. Yes. Yeah, yeah. The He's no, 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 no. No, he got an argument for that too. What? I go, but listen, TikTok seems like it's for 14 year old kids. He goes, Dad. You know, in 10 years, those 14 year olds are people you want to sell shit to. Who is this kid? Like, no, he did not say that. Oh, yeah. I go, yeah. what? what he goes, Dad, they're going to grow up and you're going to be the workout Who guy. Who is this kid? Mm-hmm. Where He's is my he? son. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's an aside. 
I've been waiting to tell this story at an opportune moment of the podcast. Joe and I are driving Salt Lake City. He asks me a math question. I pride myself on my ability to do math. I was a little distracted. I acted, I asked, like, acted slow to answer from the back seat. Ugh, you must have went to a public school. <laughs> I'm going to stop, stop the, the car and choke you in your school uniform right now. You little cardigan wearing SOB. He's at a private school. Oh, yeah. Oh. He's, he's a smart... He's just like... And he says shit. So, wait. 10 years old is what What grade? Grade 5. Fifth grade. He is... He's he dominating. Is, you know, it depends on the... Side. I think he's bored. Yeah. Well, obviously, like, he's sounds just like he's like, really They don't get it. He's just like... You know... But he's actually like really like astute or he says to me dad you know what you sucked so bad in the UFC they cut your ass oh wow you're like wow where did you learn that you tell people that story dad I've heard it I listen he's been to all the seminars we've taught he listens he can teach you my whole workout system now wait but now see now I would say like that that is your that's a mantra you're saying about yourself and is that necessarily true it's not a lie if they said it on ESPN I couldn't be a hater you know what I mean like there's the whole thing about there's what you think and what perception is and what you're you know what I mean and the, the what, do you, what do you think your okay here's a question what do you think your perception what do you think people on Instagram right who are your friends don't know, what do you think their perception is of you it depends who you talk to I have a lot of haters yeah I've seen that you well not the idiots not the I, I get a lot of haters do you know there's this Fucking moron. Um, Feel free to call him out. Underscore, no, underscore Joe underscore Sabula. Okay. Jackass from Minnesota. Okay. Who always says fakeweights.com. He. <laughs> oh, you. Oh, wait. <laughs> Fuck, why are you fake weights? And then people jump on the fake weights train. Are they like, are they like, yeah, I, dude. I wish the people at home could have seen that. Just the anger so, so on Ashley's face right there. people were like, yeah. Yeah, you the fake weights. Joe's right. What the fuck? Joe's my friend. Why are you listening to him? But no, you know what? The, the, the whole perception versus reality thing. I think one of the biggest things people have a hard time with is doing some kind of what I call ruthless self-assessment. It's like sometimes you got to tell yourself what's what. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like so... I'm here with a 600-pound deadlift, and I think my deadlift is just the greatest thing in the world. And then I'm hanging out with Eddie Hall in England, who reps that for like 20 reps. He's the world's strongest man. He's right. a thousand pounds. I'm like, maybe I have a ways to go. It's just about being honest with yourself and like, who am I really and what do I need to do? And I think people, we live in a society, and I, I see it on Revenge Body. I think a lot of the people that come on there, we've been so conditioned to crave positivity get the compliment have people like us that we have a real problem with negative feedback which by the way negative feedback's not always bad right well you know what i mean way, like you, truthful truthful feedback right. do you know what i mean like the, the 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 thing that like i don't understand is when you get so when I, I so when I was in treatment when i was 18 years old right i went to treatment to a 12 step treatment center for a month and a half uh, for an eat, for every eating disorder you can imagine, right? And what I was 18, like you know, the year where you think you've just got it down and you enter, even though I was a mess. And I remember when I was 18, I was in this treatment center and I went to go talk to the head therapist there. And I knocked on her door and I said I needed to talk to her. And she was like, okay. And I said, um, I need to tell you something. And she said, what's that? I said, I need to leave here. And she said, why? And I said, because I can't get any recovery here because I'm afraid that everybody's jealous of me. And I think you're jealous of me too. With the straightest face, I actually said this to her, to her face. And I actually thought this at the time. She looked at me and she's like, Ashley, let me just tell you something. There is not one thing about you that I'm jealous of. Okay. And you can leave my office. I was like, and I... It was the first time, and then there was another woman I was in treatment with that hated me for no reason, but I had never, I honestly had never been exposed to people not liking me or telling me that for no reason. Like, I was like, wait, but I don't know you. And this woman was like, I don't care, bitch, I don't like you. And I was like, what? And this woman telling me, and then you can leave my office. She wasn't being rude, she was being direct. Mm -hmm. And that's when... 
with like with the people on the show, I'm not rude, but I am direct, and I give to them what was given to me, which was truthful, honesty, um, and direction. And there is love. Like the girl that I had this this year, um, when we first started, I was like, Alex, I don't understand what is wrong with you. I, I don't. I'm not. I'm not understanding. I don't understand why. Because I didn't understand like. Well, she couldn't make any meals. She didn't have a dollar. I was like, so you, I don't understand. You don't have one dollar. How are you eating? I don't, I don't. So I, so she had explained this to me, right? And she was, she was very much a child when we started. And that was the whole thing was helping to empower her to open up a savings account. Understand. I'm like, girl, when we're communicating, I need you to actually communicate with me. I'm not asking you questions and telling you what to do because I don't, I, I just am trying to chit chat with you. Like there's a reason for everything that I'm asking you. We're talking about blah, blah, blah. So it was like the tough love in a good way is what I needed desperately when I was in my most fucked up. And that's what a lot of these people need. So, so let me ask you a direction. question. Revenge body itself. Yes. My first impression, I'm like, oh God, here we go. Someone's going to try to get fit to make their ex-boyfriend or girlfriend. Pay. Right. Oh, thank you. How, yes. would, how would you, I mean, that's how it comes across. Right. Or that's what you would think. Right. What, what is the premise of the show? Cause it sounds like you're really helping people. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. Well, first of all, I mean, I don't, they don't see half of what goes on. I mean, I, with my people, the, the, I see them five to six times a week. And they text me every single thing that goes into their mouth. That sounds wrong, but it does. Like, everything they drink, everything they eat, everything. The show is about... Tra- transforming people from the inside out and the reason I feel that the show works so well is because Larissa who's our executive producer is incredible and she's able to get she's good with people so it's like when you can talk, sit here and talk to me and be like I could talk to you and be like uh, oh okay I can feel what's really going on here You're. it's much quicker to get to what the problem is than us talking about like you just think you're fat do I have to have some type of need for vengeance against my ex-boyfriend or girlfriend yeah. to get on the show is that a prerequisite well like, is that- the, the prerequisite is that there has to be some kind of um, not, not a boyfriend or it can be a family member that was disappointed in you that you felt like, like a dad or a mom. Yeah, there like are. A, there's there's yes. parents. There's parents that are not accepting of you that you're not gay. I mean that you're gay yeah. and that you have to come out to them, or um, you know you got dumped by a cheated on, or you know uh, my guy last year was lying and he actually was lying about his relationship and he really, which when I started with him I was like. Wait, are you lying? Oh, I, was, no, I, I was like, wait, wait, I'm sorry. Your boyfriend died while he was on the show of leukemia. I was like, what? And but, but the point is, with Joel, when I started with him, I could feel that this man was broken in a deeper way than the show would allow us to talk about. And I immediately could feel that with him. And he had a lot of other abuse that was going on that was not mentioned on the show. And I had a ton of compassion and empathy for him. And I worked... So he got fired from the show after week four. And I continued to work with him for the rest of the show for free. Okay. So he lost 55 pounds and changed his life. So I kind of... I have a question here because the the name of the show is Revenge Body. But it doesn't sound like it's all about the body. No, not at... I mean... I mean, you know, the show at the end is like their before and after of their body, but it should be Revenge Life because it's most of it is really changing their life, you know, and waking them up again. Right. It's like when you're so, I know for myself when I was so dead inside, you are so dead. You need somebody to be like, hello, what is going on in here? This is not normal what you're doing. Okay. Like it's not normal. And somebody needs to tell you this and this, we're going to, we need to change your habits and change what you're doing. And you know, the psychological is what I love the most about the whole thing is that, you know, I kind of feel though, and, and it's along those lines. I also kind of feel like the premise of the show, people come on because they're looking to teach somebody else, not a lesson, but like to prove themselves to somebody else. Uh-huh. But I feel like every episode I've watched, there's a switch and they realize it really has nothing right. to do about yeah. the other person. Yes. Yes. They're trying to bet. Like, that's what got me to like it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, wow. Like they came on, like I'm going to show my ex-girlfriend that she made the worst mistake mm-hmm. of her life. And that's like halfway through. They don't care anymore. Mm-hmm. They realize they're like, I'm doing this for, for me. me. Mm-hmm. I want to get better for me. That's one of like the things I really 
like about it. And then I understood the hook as well. Because I'm like, it seems cooler to watch a story about like, Scott is going to teach his ex-girlfriend Caitlin yeah. about the right. you know how she made the right. worst mistake. Be, there's going to be conflict. Yeah. There's going to be a thing or conflict, but it's really like quite a sweet show. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like mm-hmm. like it's heartwarming. Like I've never watched an episode and felt there's shows that I've seen that I feel bad inside after I watch them. Like I feel sorry. Like 90 for Day, 90 Day Fiance? Have you uh, not no. seen that train wreck yet? I yeah. can't stop watching it. It's the worst thing I've ever watched. More like, I can't stop I can't watching stop. it. Yeah. I can't More stop like, watching there's it. one show my wife watches that I can't. It's called what? My 600 Pound Life. I can't watch it. And it makes me like just I can't watch sad. It. There's no yeah. hope in it, right? Yeah. I can't. But and this, I want to also just... Friggin I want to be like... I want to walk into that office and be like, excuse me, can I... The bullshit. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but the bullshit meter with me that goes off. I cannot oh, yeah. stand it. Well, so we we but, but on the other hand, revenge body to me is it, it lets me like I, I I it gets done. I'm like I want to go work out or like train some people. Like it makes me feel so good. it makes me feel good versus like. Well, it's what you do. It's the same thing. Yeah, we all, and I mean, it's like, okay. It's, it's what we all do with our clients, right? Except we just don't have a camera with us with our clients all the time. Well, you, we were kind of touch, talking about this earlier because you had mentioned, like, the, the, the different people that we were seeing while we're out here in L.A. And, and, like, what a good group of people it is. Not just great trainers, but good people. Yeah. Uh, and, and I get the same vibe from the show that... The thing that kind of ties us all together is number one, we care about our clients. Yes. We absolutely care about our clients. We're helping people. Exactly. It's not just about the physical stuff. Right. Right. Of course. And it's just, it's interesting to me that everybody that we talk to, everybody that we bring on this podcast, right, the people that, that we keep connected to all kind of fit into that realm of the physical stuff is almost like the easy the sec- stuff. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You know? Well, and also I think, I think. But a lot of people who are new in fitness, maybe in other business too, is that they do, I always say this, they don't look at the big picture of their career. And like people get very like this, you know, with their phone and with their Instagram and like not, not looking. I always look at my, everything I'm doing from like a big outside perspective, like Mm -hmm. how is this going to affect this? How is this going to affect this person? Um, You know, like my career like so like Gunnar you said you guys talked to Gunnar I've known Gunnar for probably 20 years you know what I mean we've trained in the same gyms for I mean until he opened up his own space but for for many years and you know Gunnar and I we I don't think we've ever hung out, but I've known him. We've known each other. We have mutual respect for each other. And that's the thing. It's the respect thing. Like, if you... There's so many people in this business I've known for a very long time. But you can't be a fucking asshole. And if you are an asshole, you will not let... There is a girl... There is a girl... So, E had a show with another trainer. She's more like a dance trainer. But she had her own show. Her own show. And they pulled the show mid-production because she was such a difficult asshole. And it's like, how do you not have that self-perspective because you're so caught up in your own bullshit? That's what I can't And if I can say this in the world of Hollywood, when you hear about what some people do and how they misbehave and still get jobs, I'm like, wow, she must have been. There's an old story about that, how Steven Adler, he's a drummer for Guns N' Roses. Oh, yeah. He got kicked out of Guns N' Roses for partying too hard. Duff McKagan and Guns N' Roses drink a gallon of vodka a day. So, like, I look at it, I'm like, wow, the guy who drinks a gallon of vodka a day... Kicked him out. He's good. Right. Mm-hmm. What were you the doing? Guy, oh, my God. Yeah. What did he yeah. do to, like... How did you get the boot from this place? Like, what did you... What depths did you have? Because Hollywood would put up with a lot. Yeah, or, like, bands. I'm obsessed with band dynamics. I used to try to train Brandon Boyd from uh, Incubus for many, many years. And we used to always obsessively go over all band dynamics. I'm obsessed with band dynamics. There was a documentary... Um, was it Enter the Sandman? The one where that they brought the psychiatrist on tour with um, Metallica. Metallica. It was fascinating. So I am. So you, have you, a, you have a psychology degree. Yeah. Are you a music yeah. fan? I am. Do you like Drake? Yeah. Justin Bieber. Yeah. Celine Dion. Mm-hmm. 
Tory Lanez? Don't know who that is. Jesus. Uh, <laughs> these are all Canadian people. Oh, oh, oh. These are oh, all sorry. my, my people. I do, I do like the, I do like the Canadians. The Americans love, but the, you go, they love Canadians, like art-wise. Yeah. All your actors. That you all the best actors. Yeah. Ryan, Ryan Gosling. Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Ryan Gosling. Mm-hmm. He's a good guy. Very good guy. Fox. Is he a Canadian? It's a lot of good Canadians. Michael J. Fox, uh, the greatest spy in the history of the CIA. Keeper Sutherland. <laughs> <laughs> He's on 24. He saved the world numerous times. You owe him your life. I was like, wow, interesting. <laughs> He's a serious um, dude. But you know, also another thing though, I think about being in this business and lasting, because that, I was thinking about that the other day. I was like, wow, okay. There's so, now when so before social media, you are not aware of how many people. I was not aware of how many people, how many trainers there are. Right, I'm just I'm really focused on my own career and maybe the three other people that I train around me. But when social media started, you're like. Oh my god! Well, it's hard to because everyone's a trainer now. Yeah, like yes. everyone can be like, I'm in the gym, I'm working out, and I'm a trainer. And but they the, give the celebrity advice. trainer. So I don't call myself. I don't. Call, I don't label myself a celebrity trainer. I let you. If you want to do that, you can. If my PR people want to do that, they can. Hitting her thing. Yeah. What? But I makes me want to drop my mouth. It's a thing now. Everyone we talk to, who's legitimate. Yeah. Who like I've I've vetted on the internet. I've looked at, like, Joe trusted me to, like, he's like, who do you want to talk to? I'm like, here's my list. This is my dream list of people. All of you hate being called a celebrity trainer. trainer. Yeah. So it's like it's like a thing. So now I kind of feel that if I meet somebody, I'm like, hey, pleased to meet you. I'm like, what do you do? I'm a celebrity trainer. No, I am no. done with you. Because yep. you are not. Nobody. nobody no, here's, here's, here's the truth. Nobody who gets it. Introduces himself like that. That makes me. I'm. I'm. In, I feel embarrassed already for myself. Like, but and here's why. It's not that. First of all, let me not. That it's not the celebrity. There's nothing aspect. wrong with the job. No. Either. By the way, there, and there's nothing wrong with working with celebrities. That's not. And it's no. Nothing wrong with the celebrity. It's what happens is with people like us who are in a, a position of respect within the fitness industry the the term celebrity trainer has been so diluted that like it's like what does that even mean and it's embarrasses me because it it it, it feels like it just uh, narrows my entire career down to just celebrities that i've worked with and i have worked with every type of person in the world professional athletes moms dads attorneys uh, handicapped people not handicapped people people with autism not, I mean and you name it it's so so just celebrity trainer I understand in the big scheme of things with PR that's an important thing and that's another thing with revenge body that people ask they'll say like well can I get on revenge body other trainers will ask me that and here's where the celebrity thing comes into play, right? It's all of us that are on the show are not like, oh my God, I'm a celebrity trainer, I'm a celebrity trainer. But the fact that we've worked with celebrities is to the outside of this town is what brings the eyeballs to the show, right? So it's like, oh, they're actually, it's, so it's the catch-22 of the same thing, right? The celebrity names are the eyeballs, the eyeballs on the show and the name. So I understand that, but no... No, and you and you look on look on Instagram on the the label or on the bio. None of no one you're talking to has the word celebrity trainer. In their no, bio. that's the thing, and everyone like kind of does not well not kind of despises like being called that, but understands also it's a part of the yeah. business. So it's like, but yeah, they I'll... are people I work with. This is not like I understand how that works. Look, when you're working with a company, they want who are your three top people. They're not like. So what kind of moms have you were? I mean, unless it's a, a mom blogger thing, but you know, I under, I get, I get it, and I respect. That's what their business is, or rock stars, or whatever. I mean, that's how, what they want to do. How do you get into though? One thing I've always wondered, and and for because I I think my story is maybe a little bit different. Like, how did you get into? That. Training. How does a celebrity find themselves in your gym? Is it word of mouth? Is it someone comes by accident? You I will tell you. It's such a. It's such a. It's funny, right? So, I used to work at a gym. This is. This comes under the don't be an asshole, right? And there was a guy, big, big, muscular guy like you who used to work there. He was bigger than everybody else. Wait, wait, wait. Like me, bigger than me, smaller no, than me. My ego okay. starting to feel. Excuse threatened. me. I'm sorry. He was not as big as you. Thank you. We're you were good. much more. You were much more handsome than you. And okay, you could good. bench press and squat a lot more than you. Right, thank you. But he was a big guy, right? And everybody used to be like, oh, you know, no one would really talk to him because he was so muscular. And I, I don't know, people were intimidated. But I said hi to everybody. I was. He and I always said hi to each other. We weren't friends. We were friendly. 
family and nobody was friendly with him and then one day he came to me he goes but oh, he's like can I ask you a question he's like I have my, my client that I trained is looking for a trainer um, and I and I you're always so nice in the gym would you mind if I gave him your name to go interview and I was like thank you sure so he gave me the name and he's like all right and I was like okay Irving Azoff I'm like okay so I went and I met with Irving Azoff who was Christina Aguilera's manager and I interviewed with him, and then he was like, okay, you're hired. So that's what started me training Christina Aguilera, was because this guy trained Irving Azoff, and he, Irving, was looking for a trainer for Christina, and this guy, who I always said hi to, we don't, and we don't remember each other's name, was the one who brought me in to meet with him. Oh, wow. So everything is a word of mouth. But then within the business, right, like, you have to be able to know, like if you're working with a celebrity demographic, when do you dim your light? When do you turn your light on? When are you quiet? When are you not? When are you, you need to be able to like read a room constantly all the time and read a person. And I'll say that's a special skill. Yes, it is. Because I will say this, I've met some celebrities that I've worked with that yeah. are very nice and very yeah. kind. And I'm never going to throw anyone specific under the bus. Just when we're off camera. There's though, also okay, yeah. <laughs> there's also people that, you know when you say like you want to say something? Yes. That I will say, you need to get over yourself. Right. Like if you think I think you're special, you got a problem. Like right. there's this weird thing about like how we can train and be buddies in the gym, but then I like see you out of a restaurant. I go talk to you and you're acting all weird. Like how dare you? Right. Whoa, 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 whoa. Right. Back up a second. Right. Like we're... It's hard to really navigate because some people can't not play that game. Well, they can't. But but I'll tell I'll tell you why. Because here, this is something else I tell people and new trainers and people are starting to. So I coach a lot of trainers too. I have a, a coaching business where I work with trainers who want to improve their business or they need to look at everything and, and see what's happening or they need to organize their time. They don't understand what's happening within their client space or whatever. So when I was in my 20s, right, and I had trained celebrities then, I didn't understand back then. I was like, oh, yeah, we're friends. Oh, my God, we're totally friends. We're going to hang out. We're friends because I train you. We're friends. And then over time, I was like, oh, wait, we're not friends. Um, oh, wait, anyone who I exchange money with, it's not a real friendship. It is... A, and it's a business exchange. So over time, I really started learning, not being resentful about it, but understanding like, if I train you and we have money exchanged, you have an expectation of me that's different than us being friends. Athletes are used to having somebody who is their coach and who is the one who's in charge and who is the one who is You'd the one. You'd be surprised what assholes they well, can be. No, I know. So wait, speaking of Antonio Brown. So Antonio Brown was, I trained Antonio Brown, right? Oh, no. I did not train him for... I trained him. He was in town, and I trained. Did you? Him. Can I ask a rude question? Yes. Did you train him on text messaging? <laughs> well, wait. Like, so did he, you teach him how to how send long, people wait, how long, messages? How long, how long ago was this? So this was when he was in town for like the ESPYS or something. So I don't know if this was like this must have been maybe three years ago. Yep. Maybe. But he was in town. He was, what? It was forty minutes late. He comes in. Comes to the gym. He was referred to somebody. Comes in to train. I said he. I set up a fucking great workout for him. He comes and we start working out. He, I'm at a huge gym. I'm at a CrossFit gym, right? There's other people in the gym. He turns before we're, like, we're warming up and puts his finger on the side of his nose and blows his nose, one side of his nose, all over the floor in the, in the gym on one side. Then I said, oh my God, do you need a Kleenex? And then he said no, and then blew the other side of his nose out all over the floor. So then I was like, hold on a second. I was like, told the front desk, I was like, you need to clean up Antonio Brown snot all over the floor. We're going to go into the other room because this guy was obviously a maniac. So we get in the other room. He has brought a social media person with him too, this guy who is nonstop on his fucking phone. I said, I'm going to tell you something right now. I'm going to take your fucking phone and throw it in the street if I see you on the phone one more time. You are on the minute. This is a timer every minute on the minute. And he's like, okay. So, then I then he's sweating, sweating like I've never I've never seen a man sweat more in my life. And I said to him, I go, just so you know, it's a CrossFit box, so you can take your shirt off if you want. Because yeah. some, you know, like Equinox, you can't, right? So he was like, okay, and then proceeds to take his pants off, not his shirt. There seems to be a thing with him. Yes, proceeds to take his pants off. Okay, but by the way, I'm in the smaller room with him, his social media person, a child. There was a kid working out in the room too. He's in white. Uh, like sports underwear and just proceeds to do the rest of the workout in his white sports underwear with his bulge and the whole thing and I was like alright do it in your fucking shorts if you want to and finish the workout he did great and then he had another session booked stiffed me on it didn't show up didn't pay me so then let me ask you a question yeah. how do you determine 
because it's something I've struggled with. Yeah. How do you determine your rates? Well, I I have my base rate that I charge. So like a secret industry standard that, that, that people don't know about, or is it just like you kind of... I charge $200 an hour. Okay. So... That's my base rate. Um, Every time you blow snot on the floor, that doubles. Yeah, if you're blowing snot and working out in your white underwear, <laughs> that's different. But see, here's the other thing, though. I have, I don't take any. I have no bullshit. I have, I don't need. I don't care. If you're a fucking dick, you're disrespectful. If Anthony Brown was not disrespectful to me in our workout, verging on it with his pants off, but you know, he was 40 minutes late. Right when he got there, I was like, I said to him, I said, I wait really quickly. Where are you from? And he was like, I don't know where he's from, wherever he said he was from, Florida or whatever. And I said, oh, oh, so in Florida is everything 40 minutes late? Is that in Florida everything's 40 minutes late? Because you're 40 minutes late here. And he's like, oh, oh okay. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, because your session's over in 20 minutes. So if you want to do another session, we need to book another hour, but it's 40 minutes late. And he was like, oh, okay. But, you know, I don't, if you, I do understand, right, training is a luxury. Right. This is what I tell everybody. This is, we're not the doc, I'm not a doctor. I'm, I'm a trainer, right? So it is a luxury. I do understand that I charge a lot of money. I'm also at the top of what I've been doing. I've been doing this for 20 something fucking years, 40,000 hours. Um, and, but there's many, I said, there's many other trainers are out there who, who charge less. I, I'm, you know, I understand that. I respect it. But if you're coming to me to train with me, you don't know, you know, some people are like, oh my God. But I'm like, you know, it's what I charge. It's what you charge? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's something that I, I mean, I don't feel apologetic for what I charge. You know what I mean? And I understand that. Some people are like, you need to charge more. And I'm like, that feels gougy to me. You know, in our industry, where we are here. I mean, if I was in Chicago, in the suburbs, and I'm charging that, I'd probably have like... Well, and that's, and that's something interesting, like we talk to young trainers about is, like, you're from Salt Lake City, you can't charge 500 now. Right. No one's going to pay. Right. If, if you live in somewhere in Iowa, in a town of 1,800 people, you certainly can't right. charge 100. It's like you might make 30 bucks right. an hour. Well, right. It's all relative to where you, you, you are. You train in Manhattan and your rent yes. $30,000 a month. Yes. I guess I feel like with money exchange, it's very clean and clear. Yep. You know what I mean? Like I'm paying you this and this. If I'm not paying you and then I'm like, what do you expect of me? Like, what does this mean? Like, how many posts do I need to do? What is Are you going to be mad at me if I don't, am I posting everything? Like, so what I do, right, when I start with somebody, if I'm starting with somebody who's big, I train them, right? We do the same money exchange. It's, it's, it's all, nothing's different with anybody. I don't, there's no difference if you're a celebrity or you're a non-celebrity. It doesn't matter. Um, and it's the same thing with my social media. I, well, I take pictures and videos of all my clients. I send them to you after every session. Yep. If you post it, you be my celebrity client, then that's permission to me, unspoken permission to me that it's you not. You can, yep. Okay, great. I can post now. But this is just my own thing. I, I'm like, what if I ask you and you're like, no. Because once in a while I'll ask a client. I had a client I trained for many years. He was a big celebrity. And I was like, do you mind if I put your name on my client list? And he's like, you know what? I'd really rather you not. And I was like, Okay. See, I'd have a hard time. I'd be like, who the hell do you think you Thank you. Well, I'll I'll tell you. I'll tell you what. It pissed me off because I was, but he said, you know, I really want to keep who I work with and everything private. And I said, okay. I trained him for five solid years. Okay. Never put him on social media or anything. When we were done because he lived too far away and he couldn't see me anymore. He used somebody else. Now he's on my client list. At the time, what I had to say to myself is, I need this man's income more than I need his name on my client list. Yeah. His name on my client list is not going to do that much for me. Also, because he's a man, and I'm not saying anything negative to men, but in with press, press is more interested in A-list females, yep. not men, unless you're Ryan Gosling. Um, but, you know, that, so to me, that's what I'm talking about, about this overview, right? I constantly have to weigh it out. I'm like, okay, that, yes, I agree. I'm like, you're an asshole, not me, but fine. I, I, I love you. I actually liked him. I wanted to work with him. I wanted to keep him. I saw him four times a week. I was like, your income is more important to me than that. I had another client who was a very famous celebrity. I trained this fucking guy forever. One time I said to him, I, I took a video of him. He posted on his Facebook. This was years ago. He got 17 million views. Okay. It was my session. It was my voice. It was my camera. It was on my rebounder. Right. So I said to him, do you, can you do me a favor? Babe, do you mind just tagging, just tagging me in the post? And he said to me, 
He goes, I, I trained this man for like 15 years. He said to me, and this is, this is also my, my friend, right? He said to me, Ashley, honey, no, he goes, honey, if I tag you, then I have to tag the guy that washes my car. I need to tag the guy that makes my belts, which by the way, I don't even understand what that means. Make my belt. Um, he's like, so can we just leave it where you train me? I pay you and we leave it in that. And I said, in that moment, I said, you know what? Absolutely. No problem. Complete shift in my mind. I'm like, okay, no problem. I'll just take your money. So I trade him a lot, right? Then it got to a point. So for me, my point is, is that I'm, if I, as long as I don't feel disrespected and I don't feel like you're treating me like I'm your bitch, it's all good. But the minute I start feeling like you're treating me like I'm your bitch, I'm like, no, no, I don't even care about the money. I'm like, no, this is over. And he at one point had asked me to do something and it was completely disrespectful with this, whatever, it didn't matter. At that point I was like, I no. And I, and I, so I said to him, I sent him an email and I said, you know, I think what you need at this point is a fitness uh, assistant and not a fitness expert. And I said, I program based on what you need and what your body's shortcomings are and what you need to work on. And what you want is somebody to just do what you want to do, which is absolutely fine, but that's not me. I said, but that's not me. So that being said, I'm going to refund you the rest of your money back. And I wish you the best with everything. And I want you to be happy. And I refund him his money back. And he was like, livid. He was livid. But I was like, I'm not, I, I can't do this anymore. You know, that's funny. That's a two-way street, right? Like, I don't want to be, I want to be treated differently than anybody else. I'm not going to post you. I'm not going to like, if I meet with you today, I'm going to be like, hey, spend some time with Ashley Borg. Well, you should be posting blah, 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 a lot blah, blah, about me today. Photo yeah. tag, like whatever, right? Uh-huh. Like, that's cool. But like, you you don't want to do that. You don't want to be a reasonable person and you want to be a dick. But no. then when somebody decides to push back, you're so offended and you should get treated differently because you're a celebrity. That's like, that's the kind oh. of stuff that pisses me off. You know what I mean? Like, how dare you refund my money? No, dude. Like, we're on the same level. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. But I but I feel that. I mean, like, I, I've always felt like you want to be an actress and you want that's what your choice is in your career this is my career choice I, I you want to be a rock star that's great that's your career choice that's not I my also, career choice I also feel in the Hollywood world though you're more likely to get people like that than the sports world because the sports world you can get checked in a locker room do you know what I mean well, like also, you know what's so interesting here's what's also interesting we, right, so different. Male, female, you're a huge guy who's muscular and strong. That is a different intimidation factor to a man you that you around you. a little bit more. That's no, but seriously. <laughs> I like it. But for real, you know, so, and then a guy with me, the first thing is usually like, where, I mean, what are we going to do? Are we going to do Pilates? Like, they don't, they don't, unless it's a referral through somebody else. Like when I trained Nick Swisher, his wife actually had referred. She said, you need to train with Ashley. He was like, I'm not training with a girl. And she's like, actually, yeah, you are. And so we, it was life-changing, for, I mean, for both of us. But for him, he had not worked with a trainer in that way. He had not been introduced to foam rolling. He had not had his, found his best body or his best self. And, you know, so, but there's so many different types of personalities. I don't do well with personalities that want to sexualize me. It won't work. Like, that's why I don't really even attract that. Like, I'm not, I don't really have inappropriate interaction with men because I don't, Give. I mean, it's. I don't give that vibe off. Also, in work, do you know what I mean? Now at home, I'm just kidding. But you know what? But you know what I mean. There is a definite vibe that you can give off as a female and working with men. Where if you, but then again, that vibe is not attracting real clients in that way. You know what I mean? Well, Joe, that was part one with uh, Miss Ashley Borden. Yeah, yeah, she's incredible. really good talk. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and, and one of the things that, that she's a person that I learned a lot from. Yes. Uh, and, and, and I say that a lot with people, but I really, really mean it. I mean, it's, it's, it's I'm, man, I'll, I'll speak for you here if you want, but I just think we're so damn lucky to have access to people like this. Yes, to, 100%. To learn from. Well, and, and honestly, you know? after, after we interviewed her, uh, her and I actually stayed in touch, and I've been working with her a little bit on some, uh, some business development stuff, and she is incredible. Uh, she's got this yeah. intuitive coaching tribe as kind of her coach the coaches program. So not only does she give back to to people that she trains as far as athletes, actors, normal folks, you know, doing body transformation type stuff, but she's also giving back to the industry, which is really awesome and really inspiring. 
Yeah, I love that. And for someone that has so much experience, because I, I think I have a lot of experience in this industry, but mm-hmm. then I talk to somebody like Ashley and I realize how little I have. Right, yeah. And, and so um, absolutely incredible. I'm really looking forward to part two. So you guys, uh, you know, check out part two uh, that's going to drop right after this. Uh, Joe, I don't know. It should be. I mean, it should be out by the time you're done listening to this, really. Um, <laughs> well, couple I days. It, I, I don't know. The way I, some, of, some of our fans are, it's like they're sitting at their, their computers waiting for this thing to drop at midnight. And by one in the morning, they've already listened to episode one. Well, you guys are going to have to yeah. wait until Thursday night. Fair enough. But. <laughs> Fair enough. It'll be soon. It It'll be, be soon. soon, though. We won't leave um, you hanging. And in the meantime, if you are one of those people people who loves our content that much you need to get your ass over to www.themaximuspodcast.com and you need to sign up for the inner circle that way you can have your content all day every day that's right and access to bobby and i training programs tips tricks uh as well as just meeting everybody else that's in the group it's a really really cool group of people that that have joined already so and they and they're very interactive yep could not agree more 